You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Hello and welcome to Acting Up, the podcast that dives deep into the world of TV and film that highlights our people, our culture, and our stories. I'm your host, Courtney Wills, Entertainment Director at The Griot, and this week we're sitting down with Michelle Buteau. I'm so happy to have one of my favorite funny ladies, Michelle Buteau, here with me on Acting Up today. Aside from being a kick-ass stand-up comedian, Michelle has also been making her mark on screens big and small. The first time she got on my radar was back in 2018 when she was part of the comedy lineup on Netflix where up-and-coming comedians had 15-minute stand-up sets and she just wowed me. Since then, her career has really taken off with her own stand-up specials as well as stints in big screen films like Always Be My Maybe, Marry Me, alongside Jennifer Lopez, and a starring spot on BET's television series, First Wives Club. In 2020, she started hosting Netflix's hit reality show, The Circle, and she also published her first book, a collection of personal essays titled Survival of the Thickest, which is now about to be its own project on Netflix. Her 2021 stand-up special, Welcome to Butopia, earned her a 2021 Critics' Choice Award for Best Comedy Special, and now... She's taking part in a movie directed by Pamela Adlon. I caught up with her during a break on set to find out how she's handling this incredible career while managing her life as a mom of twins, a wife, and the host of the hilarious podcast, Adulting. Hey, Michelle. How are you? I'm okay, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm not bad. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a while since we talked. I think literally it was like the Christmas before last and... Oh my God. Yeah. Like my God, how the world has changed, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. That's so funny. I was like so excited. (laughs) For 2020. Anyway, me too. We were all so excited and so hopeful. So many beautiful things were on the horizon for you. I think you had like been booked or you were maybe just starting to work on the JLo film, which you are so excited about. And now, I mean, what you're calling, you're calling me on your lunch break. You are staying booked and busy these days. I am booked, less and busy, honey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. um, August is comedy month at the Griot and you are one of my favorites, favorites to watch, favorites to talk to, favorites to read about. So I'm so excited to have you. Um, And you are. Yes. Yes. And you are giving so many laughs to us um, via your podcast, aside from the numerous TV, film and stand up projects that you've got going on. Tell me what it's like sinking your teeth into Um, the next season of this podcast and why adulting was the right subject for you to tackle? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, we already just kicked off this whole hello (laughs) by acknowledging that we survived a pandemic and we're still essentially figuring out how to live in it. So, you know, a lot of people feel alone and the people that aren't alone feel like they're drowning in responsibility and the everyday keeping people safe keeping them safe trying to figure out what's right it always feels like it's wrong it never feels like it's right and so it's like okay we can't really do live shows like we used to but we can still 
you know, have a kiki and get to it. So we were like, we got to do this. Plus, people kept asking us. They kept saying, um, I'm re-listening to this season and I'm just, you know, I need to feel some joy. And I'm like, that's dope. Because usually as an artist, when you make something, you put it out in the universe, it does feel like a black hole sometimes. You're just like, someone will see it. And someone will hopefully see it or hear it on the right day. So... It was nice that people from all walks of life were just like, what's going on with this podcast? And so we were like, that's a good ass question. Why don't we do it? You know? Yes. Yes. And we're so glad that you did. And it's funny because thinking about the pandemic, I mean, talk about suddenly and drastically having to up your adulting game, especially if you um, are a parent during that. It was like, wait, what? And I'm in charge. Like, what the fuck? Like, who's driving this machine right now? Right. Right. Then you get stuck in it and you realize you're home all the time. And the the demands of adulting just kept skyrocketing. Ma'am, that is the truth. I mean, my twins, I had to like basically raise them in a quarantine and like figure out how to socialize them safely. Um. So, yeah, Jordan and I started this podcast because we were going through the motions of life and talking about how hard it was and that, like, you know, it feels like an embarrassment of riches to have a dope partner and healthy children and a good career, but not to quote Danica Kirkpatrick, but here the fuck I am, new level, new devil. Like, just because you have blessings upon blessings doesn't mean that you still don't have to mind and manage what's going on. So... Yeah, I mean, it's very fun. It's super fun. I love the live shows. I love the remote shows, you know, um, but it really is like free communal therapy for a bitch. I'm not gonna lie. It absolutely is. And I mean, it's something that for me is definitely bringing my joy. I feel like I'm adulting my ass off right now. Like I'm talking to you, but I'm peeking out the window because I have a mattress delivery coming, which was like a whole weekend long decision. And like major life, like who knew you get to a certain age, you have to invest money in your mattress. Maybe like it's a fucking car. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Like the things that we are told or that are popular to invest in, are, you know, it's like a purse or a shoe or I don't know, um, nails. But what about where you lay your body down every day to rest? It's like, can we upgrade with that? Can we get a, a nice toilet? Because... <laughs> You're going to be doing a lot of there, a lot of work there too. You know what I mean? So yes. I love that for you. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about, so I, I was thinking about you a lot. I have a question. I have a, are you going to tip the delivery man? Wait. Okay. Am I supposed to? I had to pay 150 for them to walk Ma'am. the shit into the door not, instead of leaving it on the porch. So is that the tip or like, are we talking additional funds? You know what? I say read the room, but honestly, like everybody's working out here for like pennies. So I say tip. Why not? Because then he might pay it forward or be in a good mood and affect somebody else's day. So why not? Maybe a 10, maybe a 20. Who knows? You know what? Like, thank God I'm talking to you before the doorbell rings, because I would have been the asshole that didn't know that that was a thing. Because guess what? I've never been sitting at home waiting for a mattress delivery before. I mean, think about it. We see people who do our nails and they sit in the seat. This dude is like carrying some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, California King. I would I would save that bed. (laughs) But that's just me. Nobody asked, but here we are. 
Oh my gosh. Um, Michelle. So, you know, the world has been going through a lot of changes, craziness. Hollywood has been going through a lot of craziness and changes. And then my God, the comedy world, I think has been going through a unrecognizable transition, like both sides, the comedians, the audiences, we've got, you know, things that are so heavy. It's somebody has to be the first one to make light of them. You've got like the most polarized society that I remember living through. We've got monumental, you know, political issues, all things that at one time would seem like the stuff of a comedian's dreams as far as what to work with. And then you've got this changing audience that cancels people and is offended and, you know, people getting slapped on stage for jokes at the Oscars, like just comedy's weird right now. And so, and, and then it was also interrupted, like you said earlier, stand up, you know, we weren't doing that for a long time because of this pandemic. So as a comedian, what has it been like for you to navigate all of this, you know, what I would categorize as kind of chaos in the industry? Yeah. I mean, it's chaos in the world. You know yeah. what I mean? This feels like, it feels like we're having the whole universe is having a whole ass Marie Kondo moment where we're just putting everything on the bed and the floor. And we're trying to figure out what sparks joy and what is worth our time and energy. Um, so I always, um, don't know. I just always turn to my friends and my family, the family members that I do like, you know who you are because it's important to educate yourself and be aware and, and process those thoughts about what's happening, but you also need to have joy. You also need to have fun. You deserve it because this is what it is. It doesn't matter if you're alive 300 years ago or 300 years from now, there's going to be something you're going to have to deal with. You know, it's not what it is. It's how you deal with it. So you're always going to have to wait in a line. You're always going to be in traffic for something, for something. But I will say this, like, not to get too cliche, but if you don't stand for anything, you'll just fall for anything, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I wish more people would publicly say and do the right thing because it matters, you know? Yes. Yeah, this is, like, essentially, like, a comedian's dream, but it's just gone too far. You know, it's gone so far that we don't have Black Mirror because it's just too real for, like, living in Black Mirror and Handmaid's Tale, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, we really just have to... The one thing, now I'm just rambling, but I feel like the one thing I really wish is that people would just think for five minutes outside of themselves. What is it like for someone that doesn't look like you? Yeah. Because that's humanity. Yeah. Not how many things do I have in my backyard. I was thinking about like how far um, I think our our general sensitivities have gotten um, and, and I was watching a documentary recently, uh, or a, mo- a film, what was it? Um, the right to offend about, you know, the history of stand-up comedy and its evolution and all of these things. And I realize now, I mean, like as a comedian, have, have you come to a place or been to a place where suddenly you're rethinking when the punchline, when you're writing that joke, like, Okay, perfect example, like making fun or saying something about your own body type in a set now might be seen as you criticizing, you know, a certain body type as a whole. Like, are things a little more off limits or do you hesitate a little more 
given the current state? I mean, I've, I've always been mindful not to be a complete asshole. Yeah. So I feel like there is a fine line between mocking someone and or roasting them. And that's why we're professionals. Yeah. Um, and because if it ain't funny, then it's me. So figure out how to rewrite that. Because if it's not funny, it's, it goes into hate speech land. And it's not about comedians get to say anything they want. We don't. I don't think anyone should. If it's toxic and it hurts people and it sort of feeds into the culture of violence and toxicity and, and exclusiveness, then it's, it's not doing anyone any good. So for me, I'm going to just do me because I know who I am. And I'm always going to be that bitch that wants to bring people together. Now, if you want to get on, great. If you want to get off, that's fine. And everyone's 100% entitled to their opinion. But you can't just say on the other side of it, she's not funny because she's a female or she's not funny because she's saying something real. It's like, come on, bitch. The whole point, especially now, is to be real. Because I could be funny as the day is long. But then it's like, what the fuck are you about? Thank you so much for that insight. I think that's really like a valuable perspective because, you know, some people do think that comedians have, you know, carte blanche to say anything that they want about whomever that they want. And that is, you know, a safe space where anything goes. And a lot of people, you know, have a very different opinion of that. Um, so thank you so much for yours. What has it been like to balance like the the comedian side of you, the stand up, I should say, side of you and, you know, this blossoming, flourishing like film career that you've got going on? I mean, it's fun. It's so fun. What did Lizzo say in the Today Show? She's like, it took me 10 years to be an overnight success. Yes. 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 Oh, my gosh. Yes. Fun. I love that for you. Yes. You know what I mean? It's fun as fuck. Yay. <laughs> it's the, I've, I've always been here. Everybody else is just catching up now. Hello. Okay. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. How, like, how does it feel? You're getting into God. How old are your kids now? Like four? Am I, are they, am I close? Yeah, they're three and a half. Okay. Wow. Um, That's a whole new, like, stage of parenting and you've got two at a time I would think that it must be nice to um feel I think like a sense I would assume like a sense of control and power in your career while you get to experience this really amazing time you know as a mother yeah I mean it, it's like you know feast or famine I suppose but it's funny all the friends who are just like it'll happen whether it was career or kid stuff or even being in love when people are just like it'll happen those motherfuckers know <laughs> be patient keep working on yourself because when it happens it's like you want to be ready you know yeah do you it's find wonderful. do you find yourself um writing your experience you know your home life your family life your life as a wife as a mother into your material more than you thought you would yeah i mean my my material my husband saw my new hour and he was like i was like what do you think he's like it's a little darker than the last hour i said it is because the world is darker but yeah, yeah it's always important to feel your feelings and especially if your process is um writing them down and performing them or sharing them or whatever that is. And yeah, you got to do that, honey. 
What is um, like, yeah, I'm writing stuff down all the time. <laughs> answer your question. The answer is yes. Most of the time I look at my notes, I'm like, I don't know if this is a food list or <laughs> material, but we'll go with it. <laughs> um, what would you say has been the biggest surprise about the way you approach balancing work and family? Um I mean, to be honest, how much I can get done. I'm like, wow, like I got a lot of energy. I'm like doing it all. <laughs> like I really have to sit back some days and be like, fuck bitch, you are amazing. Like, <laughs> you know, you just learn how to be efficient with your time as a mom. And then you have energy because you're a performer. So, you know, energy plus being efficient with your time is the fucking that's the explosion right there <laughs> wonderful yeah I mean I've got two kids a year apart I have this career I'm pregnant with twins right now and people are like what yeah girl Oof. I'll call you after this maybe <laughs> write your number down for some tips uh yeah but and two boys at that um, but sometimes, yeah, people are like, how do you, Whoa. how do you, how do you balance it all? And it is, you're kind of like, I don't know. I guess I'm fucking amazing. Like, I don't, <laughs> you have to. Pretty much. <laughs> like you, it's so easy to feel like there's so much more to do. I'm not doing it all. But if you like took a minute and just wrote down everything you fucking did and or thought about and people that you took care of as well as yourself, what? What? And these bitches are out here tired, showing up late, single, not even a cactus plant. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to show up on time. You know that saying, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Yeah. Hand is up. <laughs> I got this. Uh, absolutely. Michelle, what, um, what, what has you laughing right now? Like on TV, on stage, like what were some things that you turned to that really like amused you or lifted your spirits through all of this madness and transition and like what things are just making you laugh right now uh i'm not gonna lie um 90 day fiance is just giving me all the feels still yes ripe ready and raw i love well that sounds kind of suggestive or like you've just gotten a great mango but it is mm, it's so good i mean because i feel like it's probably one of the realest reality shows where people have a connection with someone but don't speak that language Mm -hmm. the same language and Mm -hmm. they are trying to make love work by any means possible um it's um it's um or it's a midlife crisis or it's a middle-aged white woman who finally is giving herself permission to be with a black man whatever (laughs) the fuck it is it is a good ass watch that and um i've been working on my show that i would be doing at netflix um survival of the sickest and so it's been a joy just to be in a writer's room every day just making each other laugh sharing stories especially on a show like it's fucking great first of all you are i think a little bit obsessed with 90 day fiance because you just took me back to the last time we spoke you were telling me to get on this bandwagon and watch this damn show which i did it was entertaining but there's this whole like lesion of people who have been in it from the beginning. And I think feel just like, like this is an incredibly important um, documentation of the human spirit and, you know, the power of love. Like people are really into this. And I think you really are deep into this 90 day fiance world. 
shocking to me. I am. You're not wrong. <laughs> I am. And number two is um, Survival of the Thickest was the next thing I wanted to ask you about. Like, how is it going? I'm dying for this show. Um, and I think at least I think the whole, you know, imagery mm-hmm. in pop culture and conversation and uh, like vastness of like body positivity and actually seeing what real women look like and seeing them as desirable and everything else, every other size woman has always been allowed to be. It's like a very different time for that when this is going to like, it's it's a different time that this is finally coming to fruition in. Right. Do you feel like that? Yeah. I mean, it's all the things I ever want to see growing up, you know, it's going to be beautiful bodies of all shapes, sizes and shades. Um, it's going to be middle-aged women going through some, real ass shit you know this isn't a 22 year old something person who isn't sure about life or herself um you know this isn't like a divorced empty nester this is that very interesting age in between late 30s early 40s late 40s early 50s where it's just like what all do I do now? Mm-hmm. What happens when I've done it all and nothing else to do? What if I just want to start a drink? You know, what if I just finally start to accept my body? <laughs> so it's going to be F-U-N, fun as fuck. Of course, that's the meal. All the sides are sincere. It's going to be delicious. I would have something for the dessert, but I'm too tired to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> um. Can you imagine really like for a second, I mean, can you imagine for a second what would be maybe different or what you might have done different or thought differently if there was this kind of representation for people who look like you and I, women who look like you and I, like when you were 10 and up like can you even I don't know you know people ask me that all the time and they I do I thought that was like the smartest question like but that's really on my mind like no it really well I mean like plus size women usually ask me that question or um someone who is non-binary um later in life mm-hmm. and so it feels like we're all on this journey together where it's like we finally get to accept ourselves because society told us we could. Yeah. And I don't know it any other way. And I probably don't want to know it any other way because then I would just be like, I'm going to be someone else trying to get yeah. someone. But it is a little kind of day. It's a kind of day. Michelle, what is next for you? I mean, you're calling me from a lunch break on set of something. Like what can we expect from you? What are you most excited about in like the next phase of your career? Cause it seems like you know, this is your time. Like, it's so nice to talk to you now. I, I also remember talking to you like at the first Netflix special drop and not even special. It was like, you were one of several comics in a Netflix comedy thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like it was the, yeah, the quarter hour. Yes. And I felt like <laughs> I was so happy to see you there. And like, I was so happy to, you know, discover your brand of comedy and your presence and then to like talk to you all these years later and you've just continued to climb it's hard not for me to be personally excited about it and I wonder like when you get here yeah and like when you get here and when you're also someone introspective enough to realize you are here and it is fabulous and like finally and yes I told you like then then what 
like what comes up next on like, you know, the wish list? I mean, all of it. The wish list is just full of remind yourself to be happy and take care of yourself and do what you do. You know what I mean? Like that's the wish list. Everything else is just butter. So whatever happens, great. You know, there's always ideas. There's always um, plans. Um, sometimes you don't have control. You just do what you can do and hope that your kids aren't assholes. <laughs> um, have they you done know? anything to mortify you in public yet? No, because of quarantine, but I know it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I know it will happen. It's on the horizon. Yeah. Last thing, um, last thing I want to ask you is that you have always exuded this confidence that I think is so important and is now even kind of part of your brand and, you know, like part of your inspiration. And I want to know, like, where did you, where do you feel like you cultivated that? And was there a moment in your adult life where, where that became like a conscious decision for you? I mean, I think I was just tired of not liking myself because people kept telling me I wasn't like this or I wasn't that. I was just like, I just grew tired of it. And I can't tell you when or how there wasn't like a freaky Friday moment where I woke up one day, but I mean, it really, the root for me is just happiness. Like, like you got to find joy. You got to get on board because then you know, it's going to be okay. Like if they want to be miserable, they can. Uh, one second. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have an iced coffee with oat milk. And um, we need a muffin. Just welcome. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Anyways. Um, okay, bougie oat milk. I see you. Yeah, well, I've got spanks on all day <laughs> outside filming, so... No dairy today. <laughs> Ma'am, there's three toilets shared by like 50 people. Oh my God. So we got to be mindful for others. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I love that Hold for you. Hold the door open and get the dairy. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been so nice catching up with you. Um, you know that I'm a fan and I can't wait to see what's your next. kid. You said what? Yes. Oh, thank you. Congratulations on everything. Thank you, girl. Pray for me. I really want to. Okay, honestly, the next time we talk, you better have watched at least two seasons of First Wives. I mean, sorry. um, 90 Day? 90 Day Fiance. Look at me talking about First Wives. 90 Day Fiance, yes. Two seasons? That's like a a couple of weekends together. Wow. I'll work on it. I'll think about it. I'll trade you. I'll trade you my insight on 90 Day if you trade me some, some twin mom advice. Oh my God. I'll try. (laughs) All right, my dear, you take care. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Acting Up. Download the Grio app to listen to Acting Up and other great podcasts. See you soon.